to see how good can a photographer be is not looking the Instagram 100%. I never watch the, the Instagram and that's it. I say, what was your last work? Send me the Dropbox links that you sent to your client and tell me how many hours did you spend to produce, to post-produce. When I see that folder full of photos, normally are photos. That's crazy. No, but that's, that's the reality. You have to be focused on more real things, on the real life and not on the IG. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting down with Fernando. Thank you so much for joining me. Man, thanks to you, dude. I, I'm, I'm super glad to, to be here and, and doing one of my, probably my second interview in English. So sorry for that, sorry for my, <laughs> my English, but uh, I will do my best. But yeah, I'm uh, Fernando Marmolejo. Everyone uh, call me Marmo. Marmo. Marmolejo is a surname from South Spain, a, a big uh, and famous one. And that's why everyone called me Marmo. And well, I don't know, do you want me to start from my beginnings or? Yeah, totally. Um, I would just love to hear about your background, how you got into photography. I love just hearing the background of okay. people's story and each, each person's story is so unique. So I would love to just hear about how you started in photography, but then as well, how you kind of built up to, to where you are. So, well, first of all, I, I never been interested in photography and videography. I've been riding bikes all my life. Since uh, 14, I start to, uh, to make, uh, to do some competitions, like uh, downhill stuff. And well, uh, from there, I've been trying to collect all the magazines I can. So I've been interested in the, more in the photo than the photography, you know? So I've been collecting all those magazines and I remember me as a teenager with all those photos on my, on my wall. My wall was completely full of photos, no, no, no wall spaces, you know? I, I, I remember being, spending a lot of time on, on those magazines, but never interested in photography or how they to took those photos. And well, uh, was in uh, 2007, when I start to um, study uh, design. And then in design, there was uh, one uh, class who worked more uh, like a specific on photography. So there was when I, when I take my first camera, there was, was a Nikon D80, I think, D80. Yeah, was the, the, the first one of, of, of the older range with the typical 1855. And from there, uh, I will, I, I've been mixing like the, the mountain biking and BMX and photography. But the, the key point on my photography history was be, before have that, uh, that camera, I've been uh, riding in Austria with friends and I broke my collarbone, this one. When I broke uh, that collarbone, that was the first day of a one week trip. So I spent my full week with uh, with the arm like this. And, um, and basically I've been watching my friends 
and one of those friends gave me one tiny camera. That was before the GoPros, so that was 2007. And that camera, I've been holding it with the with the switch hand, and that gave me like a, I don't know some kind of interesting new new thing for me. But after that, I didn't stay super focused on photography. I just left, like, uh, okay, let's be more focused on writing. And, um, but all my friends told me when they, they are listening to my story, they, all of them, they say the same. Do you, do you remember when you take a photo, photos with your phone every time? And all the photos have a composition. So you being the photographer on the skate park with your phone, but uh, no one takes more photos like you. And I, be, I, I didn't spend so much time on my reminding, like a, reminding that thing. So for me, it was after the injury. But for all my friends, it was before the injury. Like uh, you, you, Marmo, been thinking as a photographer before your injury. But uh, I, I didn't feel that, but all the people say the same. So, so after that, I received my first camera, my, my mom uh, uh, bought it. And she was my sponsor for a long time, <laughs> a long time. And well, I've been writing and photographing the mixing, uh, mixing together 50-50. I switched to BMX and I start to uh, be the, the photographer of the skate bar. You know, I've been on the skate park all the time, taking pictures uh, with the skateboarding, uh, the rollerblading, BMX, mountain bike, all those things I love. I've been taking pictures of that. And one year after that, I, I started in December 2008. And in mid-2009, I started to, to have my first uh, covers on magazines. And that was, yeah, that was super quick. And I start super quick with the flashes, like a two or three month, my, my third month with the camera, I just have uh, my first uh, flash with the, with the Trigger and all the things. I got 35 euros uh, Trigger in eBay from China, you know, uh, like a two month of waiting. And I don't know, but uh, I don't know how it was that feeling of, of, of in, my, in my amateur career, but uh, was so fast because I, I can see the pictures from, from my early beginnings. And when I look at now all those pictures after 15 years, I think, it's like, dude, you've been good on uh, your beginnings. Uh, I, I think that I, I was more creative then than now. For example, I've been testing a lot of new techniques then. I, I, I've been all, all the time creating. So, well, uh, I start to do some BMX trips. And in one of those trips, I, I knew one, I meet one, uh, one guy who got a, who got a huge, uh, uh, like a huge uh, dealer company in, in Spain. And he was surprised with my job and with my uh, photography uh, work. And he took me and I started to travel with him. 
and I start to cover some big events like uh, X Games or um, how was that uh, the Fees in Montpellier in France. So that was my two, three, first years. That was my thing. Wow, that is such a crazy story. <laughs> like just to go from school to a cover photographer within a year, basically. Yeah, yeah, like that's, my that's first incredible. Year. Yeah, it was my first year. It, even I started to study photography on my second year of taking pictures because I, I, I really knew how to set the camera. I really knew how to set the, the, all the flashes, everything in manual. But I, I don't know how the camera is inside, how it works everything inside. So I, I didn't know nothing about the photography in general, nothing about history, nothing about nothing in photography. So in my second year, I've been spending like a six or seven months in a, in a little course of uh, uh, photography. It's uh, some kind of uh, big uh, photographers uh, were teaching me. But I, I've been more, more focused on the sport. They, they were trying to push me in a kind of uh, portraits or the social life or something like this. But uh, after that, I've been more focused on, on my thing is sport is what I control. And I think that is my, the thing that I, the, where I have to be. Oh, man, that's so cool. I, I have so many questions right now. No, no. But Throw I, it. I guess the first question that really popped in my mind is, why did you choose photography over your, your design career? Like, when that's what you went to school for? Well, as I tell you, photography for me wasn't nothing special uh, at that time. Mm. Nothing special. I, I really like the, the pictures. Uh, but uh, I've I been more focused on the writing of, on those pictures than the pictures itself, you know? But um, at, the, at the, oh, my first six months, when I grow up as a amateur photographer a lot, I start to see that uh, those covers and those magazines or those uh, pictures, I, I, I felt like I, I know how to do it. So I push myself a little bit more and I, I start to, to take uh, some similar photos than those pictures. And that probably was the thing who motivates who motivates me to to keep going on the photography. Okay, that's really interesting. So do you do you think that your natural talent that you you ultimately had kind of as things started to grow, do you feel as though that's ultimately why you you got recognized? I don't know if it's a talent or not. I think more it's more than a it's a feeling, it's a, a when you have uh, this, the um, yeah, the, sen the sensi sensitivity, you say, yeah, uh, it's more uh, about that. It's, it's more how close I thought that I was in that time from the picture that I really like. Mm. I think that, I like that, that. that that was the the key point. So you, so you're realistically just trying to recreate the looks that you see yeah, in, in magazines. I've been copying my two first years every every single magazine. I have 
tons of magazines, like more than a hundred kilos in magazines or more, way more. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there is a lot. I've been buying magazines all my, all my, I don't know, from the the first, the first one I remember was when I was uh, 13 with the first DVD of uh, extreme mountain biking. And uh, with that DVD, I discovered the free riding and the downhill. So I, I've been riding bikes that time, but I didn't know that the free ride thing was there waiting for, <laughs> for, for me. And, uh, and, and I, I changed my, my vision about the mountain biking. And uh, I start to buy more magazines, and and though and every every magazine I bought I bought in that time was more extreme, and all those pictures was big jumps and motorcycles and and mountain biking and all that stuff really really motivates me to to keep going to follow that that that, that way. When when you had said that you know, a lot of people were encouraging you to go into portrait photography and, and natural lifestyle, but you decided, no, I'm going to go in the sports route. Did you ever fear that there wouldn't be money in, in that field to, to do photography? Or was it just your passion that led you in yeah. that way? Yeah, man. I never been thinking in mo uh, about money because uh, never, eh? never, never. And, and for me, that's the key of a lot of things. If you are thinking in money, probably, and more in the, in, in the other side of, of the sea, in uh, the ocean, in the US, you know, everyone are super focused in a company, in, in, in the future of, uh, of, uh, of your own company. But uh, I, I've been more following my passion. My passion was 100% uh, the, the sports. I'm a super motivated guy with the, every kind of sport who the wheels or the table are jumping. Whatever is, is jumping, <laughs> I really love it. <laughs> I really love it. That's why, for example, I don't really like uh, football. Not the, the American football, you know, the, the European one. But uh, uh, I really like uh, basket as a normal sport. But uh, basketball is, uh, I, I, I never, I try one time uh, take uh, pictures, but uh, it's not my thing. I prefer action in extreme sports. So, so obviously, it all started with with the biking and and that field. How did that progress into other sports? Like, I know you shoot dirt bikes. I know that you shoot cars. Was it more just as the opportunity opened mm. that you found those sports, or was it that you were pursuing those sports well, because they you wanted to try them? No, it was because. Uh, from 2008 to 2016, I've been uh, organizing big uh, BMX event, and and we had a, a big uh, website. When the websites and the blogs, blogspot.com, you know, uh, uh, when the uh, blogs are cool and trendy, when work cool and trendy, uh, we have a good one in Spain, and. Um, We've been moving a lot in all those uh, areas, and Monster, uh, Monster Energy, uh, start to sponsor our blog. So that's the first contact with uh, Monster Energy. 
as a uh, we we start as a partner they start with us as a partner because those uh, BMX uh, events so after that they called me because they want me to to work with them in the marketing team as a, a Matt the guys with the truck giving cans to everyone that position so they called me for that and for me it was imagine I, I got that time at 21 I think and with 21 years old working for the biggest uh, American action sport company ever well for me it was a dream I say yes and I start with them in 2011 to work with them so I'm 13 years in, on the company and uh, and that gave me the opportunity working as a mat not working as a photographer working as a mat uh, uh, they give me the opportunity to work in a lot of big events like uh, MotoGP Motocross GP, Rallycross, uh, F1, I don't know, a snowboard, deer bikes, uh, every, every single one. So I've been in those events working with the cans. In a, like a bartender, opening cans, hello, what's your flavor, you know? And after that, in, uh, in the 15, I've been in uh, MotoGP in Catalonia. And I always had my camera with me in every single event. I was uh, working as a mat, but always with my camera. I always bring with me my fisheye, all my fixes lenses, my prime ones. And on my free time, normally the people was always smoking and I didn't smoke, so I spent time taking pictures. And sometimes the staff uh, um, credential give me the opportunity to stay in some kind of special corners just for workers, and I use that to take uh, good pictures. Uh, in the big events like uh, Motocross GP, I remember one time in the 14th, the 2014, I take uh, one picture, first one, I've been in a corner uh, after taking, uh, giving some cans. Uh, I, I remember to find a, a place behind a fence. So I've been in, on the floor uh, in, the, in, the, in a little hole between the dirt and the fence. So I put my 200 there and I shoot the first picture. And I don't know why, was uh, Covington, uh, Thomas Covington and he was a Monster Energy athlete. Uh, on her back, on his back, there was a huge monster fence, and the cropping was perfectly done, like a Monster Energy, Monster Energy athlete, a huge turn with the feet like this, the all the muscles here touching the floor. So in, incredible first picture, and, and I was okay. I need to show this to my boss. So I run up, I show him the picture, and uh, he told me, do you know who this guy is? And I said, I don't know, it's a monster guy. I don't know nothing about the dirt bikes. Uh, and he told me, he's the, the guy, he's the, 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 the boy of the top boss in Monster Energy. And I said, hey. <laughs> uh, 
uh, his son, and uh, that guy was the son of uh, of Covington, and Covington is this uh, is the second uh, behind the CEO, is the second one in in the company. So that was super insane. And when we sent that picture to that boss, he was super happy, and he they print that picture in all over the fences, and the next year. <laughs> On the moto, on the <laughs> motocross GP, they used my photo to to cover the the grandstands, not the fences, the grandstands behind. So the the and and that was like my first contact with Monster as a photographer. But nothing happens. Just that was, and that's it. In the 15, uh, I decide to cut that free photos because. Uh, I've been taking pictures as a motivated uh, uh, little guy and giving for free for Monster, not on the events, just for because I've been with the truck and taking some uh, pictures and everything for free. I gave him for free everything because wasn't my 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 goal wasn't to be a professional photographer. So imagine that I've been mm, taking pictures for probably seven years and wasn't my goal to be a professional photo. That was just my passion. But on that time, I, I think that I had the, the, the enough uh, quality to, to offer uh, for in a company like Monster Energy. So next year, I decided to cut that thing, to cut the free photos and to take one step back and say, if you want my photos, pay me, because uh, you are using my pictures all this year, and that, that photographer is, uh, is being paid by you, and, and, you know, and you are using mine. So that was in uh, Catalonia GP. And uh, in that moment was when I, well, that changed. That changed like completely, and from that moment, I start to be a self-employee, half time, and another half time working for Monster Energy as a mat. And uh, in seventeenth, I decide to say goodbye to the marketing team and start my career as a professional photographer. And wow! That, and that's my history with Monster. Wow! Yeah, because you have so much experience now having shot all these things mm. having all these photos under your belt from what is that uh, four years maybe or or three years of of yeah. doing this consistently yeah i've been uh, imagine i've been organizing big events like a big event i've been giving five 5.5 k in cash per day in, in bmx events even the biggest street BMX even now in the world have that money, and they have it that time. So, and I, my events were big, so I have that opportunity, and I and I did all that thing just for free because it was my passion also to to share with people all that uh, and to share with the BMS community. But um, the thing is. Uh, I, I have now a lot of uh, experience in big events, 
not as not only as an organizer, just as a worker inside, taking boxes and helping and helping in production, and also now uh, as a photographer, as a just a amateur photographer behind the fence, and and as a um, top photographer, as a you know. I, I think I have a, a lot of different kind of key points, eye points to, to see a, a event. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, your, your photography is incredible. I, I, love, I love your perspective. I love Thank the you. way that you tell stories. Like, it really does show that you have a talent and a gift. So basically, kind of the whole premise behind the story is just be willing to take action in the direction, no matter what it may look like because you what, what was it five years that you did this this gig for monster but yet you still weren't doing it as a photographer yeah is that, is that right five years and a half because i decided to move from monster in uh, in the mid 16 and i do it in 17. okay so were you nervous going out on your own just to, to say okay now i'm gonna be a photographer <laughs> man that was the the most uh, exciting step I never done in my life. Nah, 100%. As a photographer, I, you never are like 100% sure that your skills are enough to cover your bills. <laughs> your, your skills are not <laughs> enough to cover your bills. Yeah, that's a, um, a thing that I'm still still thinking sometimes when I'm, wow, everyone is, is growing a lot. I'm still on, on the good way. Uh, should I change something? So yeah, that was the biggest, the biggest question. And, and I've been scared hundred percent, uh, super nervous, zero uh, percent, uh, decide like uh was like oh okay i have to do it but i'm not sure if i have to do it because uh, for that time i didn't have uh, money from photography and i didn't make i don't know I, I i think that i have two clients all over the year two clients and uh, with both i didn't have more than 10k on those <laughs> so per month or year no no year oh no way yeah it was that was the a biggest step for me because i being scared like dude you have to run <laughs> if you want to stay alive <laughs> in this world <laughs> yeah so in perspective to that you know people might be saying okay i'm ready to run i'm ready to go and and i'm fired up but what does that look like? Like getting connected. Um, you had mentioned somebody before that you had connected with that got you involved in the X Games and yeah. and things like that. What? How did you initially find that connection? Was it once again being in the right place at the right time, or or how did that come to to be? For me, the the biggest where well, I, I I always I I have to 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 say that always because it's the real truth. Uh, but the monster energy for me was a huge key, a huge key. They give me the opportunity to stay in the biggest 
places all over the world and, um, and meet the greatest athletes and have the opportunity to shoot, to shoot with them and see another photographer works. Mm, if you are honest with yourself, it's good to see another how they work if you are not still a, a professional. It's good to know because uh, mm, on that time I thought that I can be one of them. I, I've been working as a mat, but looking a lot of photographers working and I, I've been thinking, I remember thinking like, mm, dude, I can be one of them and I'm here with the cans. And I, I, and sometimes was really the, that guy is really taking the official picture of this. And one time, second, third, and a lot of times that happened to me. And probably that was the biggest, uh, mm, the, the 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 biggest thought in my in my mind to to take that step. But uh, I don't know. Mm, probably because I have. The, uh, I've been 100% sure that Monster uh, is gonna turn into my client after leave the company. So I, I've been talking with them like, uh, if I leave, you have to call me to be your photographer. And <laughs> that happens. So, um, <laughs> uh, because uh, there, there were a lot of years and a lot of events and I know everyone and uh, I have fun with everyone and, and uh, so, so many people love me as a person, not as a photographer or nothing. So uh, that relationship with all of them gives me also the opportunity to work with them in the future. So it was just kind of extending your relationship with them. 100%. Now... Okay, so so let's say if somebody's just getting started in the market of photography and maybe they don't have the opportunity to work with a brand on this level or maybe they, they want to pursue photography and maybe they have clients in a different field other than sports, but they want to start pursuing sports hmm. more. Let's say if you were doing it all over again and the experiences you had didn't happen the way that they did, what would be a way that you would reapproach your your journey to photography to to try and build up clients in this space of action sports yeah. or or extreme sports? The only thing probably I can change in my career a is to to start earlier to don't mm, give him for free my my work start earlier with that thing. Because it was my passion, I share with everyone because it was my passion. It wasn't my, okay, I have to be a professional photographer. I have, uh, no, no, it was not my, my business, it was my passion. And, and that also is the, was the key to keep going and keep creating with that pressure. You know, with, because when, sometimes when you have that pressure, you probably are not focus 100% on creating cool things, new things, or to just to create your own style. I create my own style even with no money, with no clients. You know, I have the, I had my own uh, color 
and uh, my whole my own compositions and I didn't have clients of that time but I have uh, mm, uh, um, they give me like a there was a um, action sports Oscars in in Spain in Spain like a, the action sport uh, um, events to I I I I don't I, I cannot find the the word to to say the a word. Uh, it was a, a, an award uh, ceremony, um, to to just to say thank you to everyone on the on the business, uh, who who stay on the or just for a stay on the market in every single sport, uh, motor sports, action sports. So I've been. Uh, in 13 and 14, well, to, uh, uh, in 12, I've been nominee uh, uh, to best uh, Spain photographer, uh, action sport photographer. In 13, I win the award, and in 14, I win again. And they, <laughs> surprisingly, they they called me because. Uh, they give me the award of uh, like a legend, what? dude. That was crazy. I I I've been super <laughs> inside the sport, the the BMX thing. I I've been super inside, and uh, as I told you, with the events and all that stuff, I, I create a lot a lot of cool things in that uh, moment. But um, as a photographer, we were three in Spain, so it was easy to be the first one. So there there was not uh, so many people do that the same than me. Before Monster, before being a, a, a professional uh, photographer, I have my own my own style, and 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 when you have all those all those uh, uh, all those reasons to keep doing photography, then I think is the time to say, okay, I have enough to be a photographer, to be a professional photographer, because now it's completely the opposite. Now the kids are like, uh, well, uh, my pictures have a thousand likes and my reels have uh, 70K uh, views. So I can turn into a professional photographer. And now I'm content creator. And it's like, dude, you don't know nothing about to be on the field working. You just have <laughs> to put a cool filter in a cool photo, but the... Uh, uh, a photographer is not the photo. It's, uh, for me, a photographer or a videographer is the how you can solve all those problems in the field and in a moment, like uh, instantly. Mm, I love that. That's exactly, exactly it. It's knowing how to work with the talent, knowing how to work with athletes, knowing how to perform in these high pace environments mm. but but yeah like when you build out your portfolio then it builds the confidence more so because yeah it, you're you're so right anybody can be a a, a photographer on instagram mm -hmm. and, and get get lots of likes but yet sometimes you go to their page and you think the the, the work isn't inspiring and I think it's because they're not pushing themselves to go out in the field. And, and like you said, when you were just starting out, you went crazy creative. Mm. And it, it was all off of inspiration. Yeah. But I, I think a lot of people go out to shoot 
what's mainstream, not what the highest level people are producing. Yeah, I think uh, to 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 see how cool or how good can a photographer be is is not looking the the Instagram hundred percent. I now I'm building a team. I have a bigger projects and I'm working with the new people to have uh, like a, more people to to like to that to 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 build a a, a new company and to build a team. And uh, I never say I I never watch the the Instagram and that's it. I say what what was your last work? This one, okay, send me the Dropbox links that you sent to your client and tell me how many hours do you spend in to produce all that thing and to post-produce all that thing. Mm. Give me wow. that uh, information and when I see that folder full of photos, normally are shit photos and three are for Instagram. <laughs> That's crazy. No, but that's that's the reality. Even even sometimes for me, it's like okay, I have two cool pictures, but the the reality of that day was was a day. I, I didn't have the chance to to create more cool pictures, but uh, every every year is going, and and now I have a, a lot of uh, experience, and and now I when I when I send a, a full project. Normally, the 90 or the 80 percent of my work is Instagramable. You know, you can mm. post it. And uh, mm -hmm. how much Instagram you have in 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 just one folder of working, and um, and that means experience. That means uh, how focused you can be on your creativity and not in on how uh, engagement you are going to have after that work or I don't know, you have to be focused on more uh, real things on the real life uh, and not on the IG. But uh, dude, that's another <laughs> that's another question I've been around and around. I love that you said that because I don't think that that is something that's being talked about enough. That that honestly is something I have never heard before from somebody online, from somebody within the photography community. Is even even th this is the way that I think. I think I think very similar to you, yeah. but I never really knew how to express it. But it's like no matter what project you're taking, even if you're just building up your portfolio now, you know you're working with athletes. Mm are you putting in the maximum amount of effort to make this look the best that it can possibly be? Yeah. Even if you're shooting for zero budget, is it going to be work that you're proud to print? Is that work that you'd be proud to send off to a client? Like, does it have the highest stamp of approval and mm. not, not the approval of, of likes and, and all these social media metrics it's, yeah. it's so false yeah and you're so right you need to live in the real world mm. not in the online world because realistically what brand is going to want to just have an instagram photo and not use it for for print <laughs> not use it for their website i, I have to uh, to say something about that nowadays there are too many too many content creators working 
with zero experience and making a good money for for offering no so much experience and that i can i can i can say because i live that i i live the how a, a client talked to me like dude i've been working last week with a, with a young guy who do this and that and dude they, they don't know how to say on the place how they don't know how to talk with the athlete and or giving just a moment to 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 do another round or another lap or another shoot um, and i'm not take i i'm not talking about the talent of photography the talent of of the photography or videography is just a 20% of the of the of all the time working as a photographer so your talent is is not just that is is uh, how you spend your free time with the with the client doing what and how how you spend the, your your free time when you are not uh, with the client and um, I, mean, I don't know how you mm, how you treat the, the the athletes. They are stars, and I see some people that never seen Valentino or Rossi or Hamilton or whatever, and they are like super crazy, stupid little kids. Like, <laughs> like oh, oh. and I say, dude, he's he's a normal person. You have to be. Yeah. Super. Um, I know that you understand me, but that that, that thing have the. I don't know how to say in English. In in Spanish, uh, we say they, the the days are count are are counted. Sorry, that that's on. Uh, uh, so there are so so many so many uh, people who do that. Uh, young guys or uh, amateur photographer who turn super quickly to photo, to professional they don't have uh, i think uh, the the time they are turning again to uh, the amateur client is going to be super quick because uh, the people talk people are talking all the time and uh, your work is not that photo in Instagram that you post and the most of the time the people post something and and the reality of that project was a shit and and that's the reality and uh, I I didn't feel that nowadays with uh, like a uh, new new kids uh, uh, like a um, how to say like a um, using my clients or, or or stealing my my clients that not happened to me but uh, for example my 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 girlfriend is a, a wedding photographer and that happened to her a lot because in that area in the wedding photographer in the wedding photography there is a, a, a lot of new talents with uh, cool instagrams uh, um, with a really cool budgets, but zero, zero, zero experience. And the first wedding cool, second cool, but the third one, the people are talking shit about you. And that's and that's why I say like uh, you have to stay calm 
build yourself as a photographer, but uh, not, uh, not, not as a professional, more as a passionate photographer, and use that passion to turn into a, a job, a real job. Wow, I'm loving this conversation. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. I, yeah, that's so interesting you bring that up because I've often wondered at the start of my career why I couldn't get these big clients and, and I was so overconfident thinking that, oh, I could, I could do these shoots and, and I'm, I'm worthy and deserving of this. Yeah. Like, I can't believe, I can't believe I, I haven't got those shoots yet, <laughs> but it's, it's hilarious. It's so ignorant. And I just started to realize this within the past couple of years, if I would have got those large shoots and I would have done these huge projects, I probably would have failed and I would have ruined my reputation among the industry. Yeah. And I think that that's something young people don't think about is learn to walk before you run so that you don't ruin your reputation. That's it. Because that's it. like you said, people talk. Mm. Uh, dude, that's huge. That, that's why you cannot drive until have a 18 here or 21 there. Or, or, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, can, you can drive with 12 but you probably can't ruin your life, you know? <laughs> First, yeah. step by step, and don't think, about the, don't think about the money. Think about if you are, if you can be uh, uh, a guy who wake up in the morning and the first thing wants to, to do is take pictures. If you really, really, really love that, you probably can spend your life do, doing that and making money. That's amazing. I, I love that whole segment. That just uh, gets me so excited just because I think there's so many young people that are, are starting, but they don't exactly know how to get to the next level or what steps to take next. Yeah. Even if they don't think I'm deserving of this at this point, they still are just wondering, okay, what are my next steps? How can I work on myself? And I love how you said that just finding your passion in photography, building up your portfolio and treating it as though this means just the same as though you were working with a real client. Yeah, for example, in, amazing. Uh, as you say, build that portfolio. For sure, you have to build it. I, I've been building that for nine years before I turned a professional. But, but I, I didn't... I didn't been thinking, I need a portfolio, let's spend a lot of years. No, I just did it. And, uh, and the passion turned it automatically. But uh, for example, uh, now I use a lot of my free time to create new portfolio. Just, I, I talk, a fr I talk with, a, with a friend and I say, dude, let's go to whatever in Spain or let's go to France, let's move to Portugal, and let's create something cool for us. No thinking, hey, if we later we can uh, um, sell this project to a huge brand. No, dude, do it because you really love it. That's the best way to create something very, very cool and something that really show how you are as a professional your style and everything because if you uh uh create that thing and you talk with an athlete and and then they talk with a brand 
the brand is inside your project and, and the brand change your project. So trying to spend one or two times per year to create something cool just for you, just for you. And, um, and I have to lose a lot of opportunity to, to see that in a lot of years. Because uh, I've been, how, how I tell you, I, I've been a lot of, way more creative back in the days than now. And that was because I'm using my passion 100% and not my profession. And now I'm using my profession 100% and my passion, well, not 100%, but 85%. And the 50% of my life I'm using my passion. But uh, that time is super short. There are not uh, weeks to, to create something cool. There are hours in one day to go with someone to some little spot, you know? And uh, you have to, to create your own time to, to create that portfolio that you have in your mind and have a, a notebooks and write your ideas. And Instagram, for example, for me is super inspirational. And, and it's a great tool, but uh, it's not everything, you know, it's, it's not everything. You had said at the start, and this kind of maybe just made it come full circle for me, you had said, I'm not as creative as I was when I first started out. And when you had just said that now it's more so work and you have less time to, to pull yourself away from work to, to really pour into these creative projects and do something for yourself. Yeah. Do you feel that that gets in the way of you producing better work? That's, that's more innovative. Mm. And do you feel like creative should spend more time? Well, I wouldn't say more time, but, but emphasize, cause I know you had said, you know, shoot, shoot two to three projects a year for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, do you think that they should really be emphasizing that to further enhance their creativity for clients? It is really, really difficult to find the balance between those two because you, this is not a 50-50 because the, the passion don't give and don't pay the bills. In my case, in my case, I'm, uh, I've been like a, probably the first two, three years, like uh, 18, 19, and 20. Well, 20, you know, but uh, probably the first two years, I've been spending a lot of time doing events, like big events, everything like a world championship, uh, world championships of everything. And in those events, you don't have time to be creative because um, inst Instagram, don't let you be creative because it's going so fast and everything has to be posted now. So you can, you, you, you only have this chance to take up one picture, edit super quickly on the phone and send everything because they, they need to post it in the same moment. And now, and nowadays, 2024, that cannot happen because the, the phone clip is before your, your movie. <laughs> And that happened to me like in 18 and 19, I've been creating a lot of things in events and I didn't have time to, to put my 
creativity, probably the creativity to put me in that place because some people choose me because of that creativity. And, and let's say my creativity was in 75% and keeps there. But um, in my early beginnings was in 200, 100%. 100% because I, I can see the pictures. And on the lockdown, I've been re-editing all, all my best pictures all over the years. And I've been super surprised with my technique in the early beginnings. Like, dude, how you can do that thing with that sh camera and that sh flashes, that sh lens, and no <laughs> mm, knowledge about photography. Like a super cool, uh, like a... Mm, uh, long exposure pictures with flashes in the middle and technically I, I've been doing a lot of cool things super creative that uh, I think that now I cannot do it like that quick <laughs> I, I, I cannot explain that I, I need to spend mm. way more time to do that than, than mm. before I need to uh, um, write a lot, see a lot of books to, to create the, 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 the same level of creativity than before. So it's almost like you're spending so much time in, in the books and, and being inspired and getting creative that that, that fueled you so much faster. Yeah. And it's almost like now you've kind of stepped away from the books to, to focus on the business because the business is important. Yeah. But, but, that that it was kind of the reverse role. That's it. That's, That's so it. Interesting. And uh, and these two years back, twenty three and twenty two, twenty three, I've been focused on create those moments to me, super focused, because now I really know that if I really spend that mom that that moment, I'm going to transform it in money. I hundred percent know that. Before probably not. Before before <laughs> I I've I been uh, I just thought about uh, this is not investing. It's wasting time. And now it's hundred percent invest. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, because I think I think a lot of creatives see things that aren't working for clients or or working in a job and and if I'm not getting paid, I'm not doing it. Like no. such a terrible mentality. Yeah. That, no. No. It's it's about more like a. You have to find your way to do it possible and motivated for you. Not for, uh, mm -hmm. it have to be, in, we are talking about action sports. Uh, you have, yeah, to, yeah. You have to, um, to work, uh, to, to find a way to do it with the athlete and with you. And making and, and telling the truth to the athlete, like, dude, this is for you and for me, no brands. So when we post this, any no no any brand is going to take the the content to themselves. It's your content and my content. If the brands who support you wants content, they have to pay for a new project. That's the way. Yeah. And and I and I and I spend years to to start to think like that because that's really interesting. I I don't know if I've ever thought like that. Like you know I. I, you always hear people say, well, they can always buy the project, but what, why do you think, why do you think in terms of 
instead of them buying the project, it's better to just do a new one? Is it is it to protect that creativity that you created on protect your own? Protect the uh, essence, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. and not let that creativity be tainted yeah. by by money. Too many times. Too many times I've been doing things by passion, and in the middle mm. of that uh, productions day, any brand who supports the athlete know that we are doing something, and they say, hey. Uh, if you do something more or something else for me, I, I, I can pay you and, and everything change. Depends if I need the money or not, I, I accept or not. And, and depends if that broke all the chains on the essence uh, way or, or not. But uh, always broke the essence. If, if you can separate the, your project and also add two more days that the brand is going to pay you. And in those extra days, you do the, the brand thing, cool. And don't touch your own thing because it's, it's, it's yours, it's your baby. And uh, if you are smart and you, you put all your passion there, you probably make it better and that brand is going to call you to do something better than this but pain. Uh, I was uh, thinking about something very important in, in that uh, investment time uh, creating new projects. It's always super important the kind of athlete you, you choose for that uh, project. At the beginning are your friends, the kind of friend is, is super good in, in your town. And after that, you, you can have the chance because a brand uh, meet you or you, you meet a, a, a new athlete super good in your country but uh, step by step you are going into the top top uh, level athletes and um, and now when I choose an athlete to do that kind of project I, I am super thankful and super honored to, to, to be working with top athletes than 20 years ago there was in my wall in a poster, you know? And, um, and now they are friends of mine. And if you have the chance to do that just for passion, not because you are interested on them to use it, to use them as a tool. Like, a, uh, um, I, I feel like I'm a, uh, I don't know how to say that in English, but I, I, I really want to share my, my passion with another people. And um, when I found someone who do the same, but with bikes, skates, or um, dirt biking, whatever, I feel a super good connection. And, uh, and when that connection is, is that strong, the, the project is going boom, to the moon. So it's, it's super important to choose. And uh, obviously, obviously, if you, if you want to be, uh, how do you say, like a, uh, if you have to have, if you want to have a, a good engagement after your uh, passion project, obviously you have to choose someone who have uh, enough engagement to, 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 push, to push you or or sometimes you have more engagement than your athlete, but uh, you are 
your athletes have something super good that no one have uh, with likes. That's why you have to really, really be super focused on what kind of rider, what kind of style for your project. The, the, the location is super important. And, and I don't know, years of experience makes you um, know a lot of people all over the places. And with a simple call, you have a free spot for you and free time of that athlete and, uh, and free belief in yourself as a professional. Like a, they, they really trust you uh, in, in like you are going to do something super cool for everyone. That's super important. Yeah, that's really interesting that you highlighted that because actually I recently just made a Instagram post talking about how it's so important to level up your athletes and level up your talent ultimately because yeah. when you do that it just produces better results mm. that you can share for your portfolio and ultimately your work starts to look a lot better i also really like that you highlighted the fact that it's so important just to be sensitive to the athletes that you're around i mean just being grateful that you're there with them and as well like not trying to just use them like you know that's something I also highlight is like being mm. aware that you need to provide value to them and yes they're providing their skills but you need to deliver in terms of the photos that you deliver sometimes you have the the gift because it, that is for me is a is another gift to spend time with the, those the kind of people and and sometimes really gifted people are not super cool people. They're super gifted athletes. And um, today, for example, uh, uh, I spend uh, sometimes uh, talking with a, a little girl who rides um, uh, cross country mountain biking. It's from my town, from my city. In my city, there is not so much sports cool cool sports uh, level happening. Malaga is south of Spain, super south, and uh, everything is in Malaga, um, Madrid, or Barcelona. Everything is happening there. In my city, there is not so much happening. So sometimes you have uh, the chance to, to have a uh, time with one emerging talent, and that emerging talent just sign a contract with a huge brand. And uh, I, I, I just see the brand and uh, we have a, a new athlete. And I say, oh, that girl, that girl is from Seville. She followed me and, uh, and I follow her and, and I see the message. Ah, we've been uh, talking to do a session. Okay, now is the time to do it. Now is the time. And I, I've been super clear, uh, super um, transparent. Like, uh, I don't want to be the photographer of your team. Because uh, she, she told me, like, uh, no, I, I, I need to talk with my manager because probably we have, uh, um, uh, because our, another photographer uh, don't let uh, work with another ones. And I say, no, 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 no. I don't want to, to be the photographer of your team. I, I don't want races. I don't, I, I, and and my, my way to do the thing is not the... Uh, uh, passing others uh, over others, you know. Um, everyone have uh, his uh, his time and his uh, position, 
and uh, whatever you do, put in the position you you uh, you deserve. You know, if uh, don't push, don't push it. So uh, I've been focused. Uh, I've been super transparent with her. Like, uh, hey, let's work for us, just for us. If the work is good, it's gonna work alone by her, itself someone is gonna uh, take it and say that guy is good let's let's work with them maybe yes maybe not but i need to do something with a uh, cross country because uh, it's a, a um a mountain bike thing that i've been doing for years i really like it it's not the most extreme but they have a lot of history to to tell i have uh, an opportunity to create something more with a history telling, a good history telling, and uh, maybe this girl is the is the one. So it's it's just to to choose to pick to pick up someone close to you, and that easy because in one call it's like, a, hey, what are you doing this afternoon? Let's go riding and take. Uh, I will take my camera and let's do something cool. That that uh, that. That's super important. And sometimes you are living in the middle of nowhere and you don't have no one to, to, to shoot. And this is a shit. And, but uh, if, you, if you have to move, you have to move. But uh, I am not living in the center of, of, the, of the sports. Uh, but uh, if I have to move somewhere with my van and, uh, and stay there for a few days working for me, I would do it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, I'm a huge believer myself that if you want to level up the talent that you're around or even just the people that you're around, it's so important to be in a place where the talent is and be in the place where things are happening because realistically, the work is not going to come if you are in the wrong place where the industry is going on. Like whether that's fashion, whether that's sports, it, it doesn't matter what it is. It's just important to be in the right place. So just to change direction here, how would you go about pricing your photography and your projects? For example, uh, my I changed a lot my rate these two years back. And this 2023 changed a lot. And I've been super afraid to do it because uh, I, I charge more for the same work that I've been doing the, the, day, the year before. But uh, I know that I'm not in the same rate than the others. I, I've been super below. And, and I was, dude, mm, why I'm afraid? I'm, I'm the same than then. Let's, let's do it. But uh, that uh, afraid um, is like uh, when you, it, it depends. If you are going into the clients with your project, you have to, um, sometimes, you have to adapt to the uh, client's budget. When the client goes to you, and goes to you, no, because, uh, hey, uh, hey, how are you? We need that photographer. No. We need you. When they say we need you because we like you, the change, the, change, uh, the, the game change completely. So uh, 
it's not that moment to, okay, let's, uh, let's make the, the biggest budget ever. No, no. It's just the first step to start to, to have the, the, a similar budget than others. But um, even if you don't know how much to charge, uh, it's time to, to, to put a price for your hour. How much charge uh, uh, someone working in McDonald's per hour? Okay, how many like, like them there is in your area in 50 kilometers? So how many like you there are in 50 kilometers? So the, the, that price is, is increasing. So if you don't know how much to charge, you have to start as a, um, with, with a, normal, a normal employee of a normal company. And then start like this. In, in Spain, a normal, uh, um, how to say, uh, what uh, Super Mario do the, the, with, the, with the water things? Super Mario is a plumber, but this is a good example. Uh, a plumber goes to your home and make a solution in less than one hour. And in Spain cost uh, maybe 100 euros. One hour, 100 euros? One guy and you take a call and you have uh, five more in your town? So start from there. How, how much investment that plumber have in with, the, with all his tools? Make account with that. The, the, the thing is happening right now is uh, this IG new content, cre uh, content creators, they don't have experience and they don't have uh, someone who tell them, dude, you have to charge more. They are not self-employed, most of them, they are just starting to make money with the photography. And for them, 300 euros in one day is insane. And they probably, probably say yes. And they are offering the 300% that they can do in one day, like everything. That puts you in a position as a professional, like if you are not adapt, to these 300 euros per day, you are losing the client. So, is that the moment that when you are talking with the client, is like, you, do you want someone uh, who makes your project 100% um, uh, not durable, like a, a, a believing uh, project or not? Because if he is giving to you uh, like, uh, I don't know how many pictures, mm, 10 different reels. Mm, okay, but what's the price of that? And not, not in terms of money, just in terms of mailing and discussions. And do you have to make a balance? And sometimes the, the kind of clients who pay 300 euros per day is not your client because that client and, uh, and, and we nowadays, we are always looking the, the, the film, filming co is the, the, the account of uh, a lot of uh, filming in, um, in Instagram. Yeah, I know. Uh, they, they put a lot of memes, like uh, the, the low budget uh, client give me, giving to you more problems than the high budget uh, clients. What kind of client do you want to, to have? And, and how many years do you want to be in that kind of client level?
So there are a, a lot of questions to, to do to yourself. Yeah, you're so right. I think it's just so important to be aware of your own skill level, where you're at, what kind of clients you want. And ultimately, it's just working up the ladder to getting the clients that, you know, are going to treat you yeah. and pay you the way that you want. And that's just really important things to think about and just like realize where you are in your career. So as we kind of bring things to a close, there is one thing that I've kind of been dying to ask okay. you. So on your Instagram feed, people are going to see a ton of fisheye lens photos. And I love that. I feel like it brings <laughs> so much energy to the images that you create. So why is it that you started using the fisheye lens in the first place? I think a lot of people yeah. kind of avoid that lens just because it's so wide and it's just it has its own style. Like what got you into using that lens? Well, was the, the first lens I, I bought. And I always say, like, uh, it's the most difficult lens with, uh, for, to work with because everything is on the shop. So you have to choose every single element on the, on the composition. Every single tree, the columns, uh, benches, everything is on the shop. So in the 90s, the, the fisheye were used a lot and more in those skates and BMX uh, videos. And, uh, and that was probably my, um, my inspiration. The, the skating photography was the, my inspiration to use the, the fisheye. And I use the fisheye for everything. I always work with my fisheye. And, and for sure, this is one of the keys of my uh, own style and, uh, and how you use the fisheye. Because the people say, ah, oh, no, no, everything is on the shelf, so don't, I shoot without looking. Uh, no, it's not like this. Uh, you have to choose perfectly where your guy is going to be because uh, the, the distortion is going to affect to the feet or to the hand. So use those di distortions in, in, your, uh, in your way, no, in, in the opposite way. And, and sometimes that gives you the closest angle you can have. And uh, that means a lot of adrenaline when you are shooting. Because the, because the, 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 the action is happening super close to you, sometimes athletes hit me with the with the wheel and uh, yeah it's, uh, but it's normal if you are super close something is happening but uh, uh, for me as a rider I need that uh, adrenaline also when I'm shooting you know uh, a lot of people don't do don't need that because they they never try a, a, a another extreme sport but I really love to to do the extreme sports and uh, I need that uh, adrenaline so that's another reason because I, I always do that kind of picture. I really like to, oh, oh. <laughs> that uh, everything happening super close to me. No, but you, you cannot do that with, uh, with every single rider. A rider with a lot of experience is, is always a, a pleasure to do that because you can see the control. It's, it's like a bullfighter, you know? You, you have to, to go with him and 
and, and take out the camera the, the last moment. It's, it's, I, I never that, do that uh, comparison, but uh, it's, it's like a bullfighter. And because and now I'm thinking in a in a in a super wide angle uh, picture I have with uh, Tony Cairoli, the motocross uh, champion, and I've been just following him, but uh, I just shoot one picture because I, I've been with the uh, flashes and I've been waiting that moment, and uh, and the moment was with the handlebar like in front of me, in front of my angle, in my in uh, to my lens like uh, five centimeters. Because I see the, the, the pictures the behind the scenes, and it's, that was so close. But it's the only way to, um, to have a wow picture, you know, a wow feeling. The, the, you know the Red Bull Illum uh, uh, contest? I just uh, put my pictures two times the 13 and 16, and I've been in the, uh, in the book two times. And, and both with fisheye angles, and both in uh, energy category, because the fisheye gives you that energy. And yeah, you can definitely tell that the energy comes through in your images a lot. Thank you so much, Fernando, for joining me and just coming to sit down and have this conversation. <laughs> it was such a pleasure to have you. Nah, thank, thank you. Thank you for choosing me, for calling me, for texting me, for everything. Yeah, it was a pleasure to be, to be with you chatting about photography. <laughs> if you guys would like to find out more information about Fernando or check out his Instagram, I will leave that in the description below and you guys can go check that out. All right. Catch you guys later. Peace.